0: what's going on everybody welcome to the hws podcast also known as the health wealth and sports podcast i'm your host william andreese and in this podcast we will discuss an array of different topics from fitness to financial literacy and sports if this is something that you might find yourself interested in well this is the podcast for you please stay tuned Don't forget to follow the HWS podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You could also find me on my social media page, on Instagram under the HWS underscore podcast, on YouTube under William Andrees, and on Twitter under Mr. Andrees. Welcome everybody to another episode of Health, Wealth, and Sports. I'm your host, William Andrees. Uh... I'd like to welcome all of my new subscribers and anybody who's currently subscribing to my podcast. I'd like to welcome you back. Let's just jump straight into tonight's topic. Tonight's topic is the COVID vaccine. Uh, There is currently three different types of vaccines going around the United States. There's the Johnson and Johnson, there's the Pfizer, and there's the Moderna. Now, there is all different kinds of opinions about these vaccines. Uh, Everyone has an opinion from Bill Gates is trying to take over the world to 5G, to computer chips being uh, implanted into you to um, that there just wasn't enough time to research these uh, vaccines. And some of them are valid points and some of them are just quite absurd. But uh here we are. So the COVID pandemic has now officially gone over a year long. It it officially hit the United States back in March. We had the shutdown around March 17. Uh the entire country went into quarant- quarantining and pretty much everyone lost their job. No one was working. You couldn't be in contact with everybody, and you had to social distance, and you were locked in your house. The only reason why you were really able to leave your house was to hit the grocery stores, maybe to go outside and get some fresh air, but they were advising everyone to stay home. Then it created two classes of people. You had your essential workers, and then you had everybody else. So your essential workers were like your grocery store workers, your hospital workers, your Uh, paramedics and your police officers so you know you got two different class of people so that got kind of weird and everybody uh, was locked down in their house for quarantining but a year later we now have three different vaccines Um, like I said there's all different kinds of thoughts and opinions about these vaccines and I'm not this podcast is not trying to persuade anybody to go one way or the other. This is just my thoughts on the vaccines. So currently uh, we've had six people in the United States have a severe blood clot reaction to the Johnson and Johnson uh, vaccine. And they're currently uh, halting that one to, you know, reevaluate everything and make sure that, you know, it's safe for public uh, consumption, which is weird because there's millions of people who have already gotten the Johnson and Johnson shot. Uh, Then there's the Pfizer and the Moderna, which are two doses that you have to get to fully be vaccinated by these two vaccines. And I currently am fully vaccinated with the Moderna uh, vaccine. I personally wanted the Moderna be for my own personal reasons, but I I thought the Moderna was the better of all three, simply because this was the vaccine that they were giving to the first responders, uh, hospital workers, nurses, doctors, politicians, the military. Uh, This was also the first one that was approved. Now, why is why is that matter? In my mind, uh, and this is how I explain it to people, in my mind, this is how this works. Uh, I know that this vaccine is probably the safest of all three because this was the vaccine that was given to the list of people that I just named. And those people are important to keeping society running. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you gave the Moderna vaccine to doctors, nurses, firefighters, police officers, and say it wiped all of them out, the rest of us would definitely be in trouble. Uh, because if you can't go to the hospital, if you get sick and you go to the hospital, but all the doctors and all the nurses are wiped out because they took this Moderna vaccine, then the rest of the world would be in trouble. You know, at least the rest of this country would be in trouble. So that's the reason why I wanted to take the Moderna vaccine. Uh, the Pfizer vaccine, uh, was, uh, approved shortly after the Moderna, um, Pfizer and Pfizer, The Pfizer, I've said Pfizer and Pfizer, Pfizer vaccine uh, and the Moderna vaccine uh, had the higher efficacy uh, rates than the Johnson and Johnson. I believe they're in the upper nineties, eighties range, where the Johnson and Johnson is uh, has a sixty-seven percent efficacy. So you know when you when you think about it, you know I I think that the Moderna and the Pfizer were the better of the options. Now the Johnson and Johnson though the appeal to it, uh, you didn't have to store it in these freezers. It was easier to transport, and the biggest takeaway from it was it was a one shot dose. So you didn't have to go back multiple times to get this, uh, shot. Where the Pfizer and Moderna you had to get it 28 days after your first shot. So that was a big draw for the public. But you had mayors like the mayor in Detroit that said, I don't want this one. Like, do not give this, do not send this up to Michigan. Don't send it to Detroit because we don't want it. I want the Moderna or the Pfizer. And people, when he did it, thought it was a very, you know, asshole move to send this back because you got people that were waiting to be vaccinated but now that uh, the country has halted the Johnson & Johnson, it kind of looks like a smart move. And it kind of looks like he knew something about that uh, that vaccine that the rest of us didn't know. Now, why am I talking about uh, vaccines in a health, wealth, and sports podcast? Like, what does this have to do with any of those? Well... It has a lot to do with it, if you really think about it. So now that the country and the world is starting to reopen, uh, a lot of places are requiring you to be vaccinated to uh, frequent their properties or frequent their airlines or even frequent their country. So now this is the big thing. You know, we're starting to hear about things called a uh, vaccine passport. Now I know a lot of people were asking, "Is this even legal? You know, is there constitutional rights being violated?" Uh, well, if you think about it, we kind of are already there, and what I mean by that, it to send your child to school, your child has to be vaccinated. Uh, you have this vaccination card, and a lot of people act like they, I would never get vaccinated. They can't force me to do anything. But, you know, especially the older generations, if you were in school, you had a laundry list of shots that you got prior to sending your kids to school or even you're going to school. So I don't understand how we got to the place where people just don't trust vaccines anymore. Now, I also understand the argument from uh, the the black experience in America You know, black people have a very distrust for our government because of all of the things like the Tuskegee experiment and uh, other things that the government has done to us. So that's a very real uh, threat and that's a very real concern for black America. But I think that uh, this pandemic is uh, a little different. And what I mean by that, this pandemic is affecting everyone in real time. Uh, in the past, when you look at the Tuskegee experiment, uh, the U.S. government used to just use black people as guinea pigs. So they had the luxury of just sending us out there and, you know, just using us as guinea pigs. And it really didn't affect white America. They could just sit back and watch and collect collect the data and see what it did. But, this COVID pandemic, everyone is, can affect anyone. Like, you know, it does, it, this thing isn't just picking white, black, Asian. It's, it's literally hitting everyone. So we're all in this in real time. So it benefits everyone for everyone to get vaccinated. So getting back onto the, uh, COVID passports, um, Every year I travel, I leave the country or I go to somewhere in Florida, some beach somewhere. Uh, Mostly I'll try to leave the country uh, only because I feel like when you go to an all-inclusive resort, you get better service. But I digress from that. But the reason why I bring that up is a lot of the airlines uh, are debating, should they require you to have a uh, vaccination passport to leave the country? Uh, I think it's a good idea. I'm not personally against it. I don't think it violates any rights. You know, I don't know, uh, as far as HIPAA, I don't know how that works out, but I just know that, you know, uh, requiring somebody to be vaccinated and showing proof of it. We've been doing that in America for years. You know, you can't go to certain places, uh, like a school, without being vaccinated and like even colleges are now requiring you there's several colleges across America right now that are requiring you uh to have a COVID shot to take in in in-person classes next semester now it's a hot debate and you know I get it you know you're free to put whatever you want into your body but I'm gonna tell you a funny debate that I had the other day So I'm sitting on my break and I'm outside with the smokers and one of the guys that I work with, he's talking about getting the vaccine and he's got the first shot and he's, you know, he's excited to get the second shot. He's a uh, cancer survivor. Uh, He also has some other ailments. And so he's really concerned about his health. So he's he really wants to get this COVID shot. And there's another lady that's sitting outside and she's like, you know, I would never put that junk in my body. I would never let them put that junk in my kid's body. And, you know, I'm just kind of sitting back in the cut. I'm just listening. But while I'm listening to the two go back and forth about what you would or wouldn't put into your body, the lady that says that she wouldn't take the covid vaccine is smoking a cigarette. Now, this is the irony of this is just hilarious because. Anybody who, you know, smokes or knows smokers knows that cigarettes have some of the harshest chemicals in them. And this lady is worried about the covid vaccine, the covid vaccine. She won't put that in her body or she won't put it in her kid's body, but she'll smoke a cigarette that's known to give you cancer. Now, that's just hilarious to me. And the irony in that is. You know, the government actually, you know, in the beginning, they lied. You know, they lied. But after they got caught, the Surgeon General actually puts on the pack of cigarettes that basically this will kill you like this can cause cancer. But yet she'll smoke the cigarette, but she won't take the covid vaccine. Now, this is the other myth with the covid vaccine. You can still get covid. You can still spread it. But once you're vaccinated, uh, it basically will keep you from dying from it or having a more severe reaction from catching COVID. I had a you know, I have another co-worker that I work with that was 100 percent against uh, the COVID vaccine. Huge trumper and uh, basically was saying like, you know what, my president didn't get it. I don't have to get it. I'm not going to get it. They're not putting that poison in me. You know, this is all propaganda. They're trying to control you, blah, 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 which is all that. I mean, if what you want, you know, it's your world, you do whatever you want to. So this guy ends up catching COVID. So he catches COVID and then his whole tune changed. You know, now he's researching on the vaccines and he's hearing stuff like it, it resets your immune system. And he's, you know, he's really concerned. And in the beginning, he caught COVID and, you know, he, he battled back from it. And he's, uh, you know, basically back to normal, kind of, you know. So after a month after having COVID, his taste isn't back. His smell isn't back. And now he's really alarmed because he's, he's realizing that catching COVID has long-term effects to it. And these long-term effects... You know, if it has it uh, on your smell and your taste, what else has it done to your body? And, you know, he's much older than I am. So it's a lot more alarming for him because, you know, he's he's reaching that mature age where, you know, simple things can take you out. So now he's on board with the vaccine. Now. You know, everybody has their reasons why. My wife happened to uh, have caught COVID at one point, and uh, she also works in the healthcare, just in the healthcare field, just like uh, many other uh, members of my family. So we're kind of pro-vaccine, but that's because we kind of understand how medicine works. We understand science, and we side on the side. I always side on the side of medicine and science. These guys are way smarter than I am. Uh, hey, if they say it's good, then cool. You know, I'm with it. Now, I'm not one of these people that will be the first in line. I was at the very first. So, like I said, it's been a year, and this vaccine has, uh, under President Biden, has really started uh, rolling out across the country. And I I said, hey, you know what? When uh, the time comes, I'm not going to go rush out and get it. But, you know, if I have the opportunity to get it, I'm going to get it. So the opportunity rolled around and I got it. And, you know, I'm just tell you how mine's went. So, you know, I know a lot of people had severe reactions to it. Some people, uh, it, you know, gave them fevers, it gave them chills. It kind of gave them COVID-like symptoms. Uh, I have a very high pain tolerance. So I just don't know if I'm weird or if I have a super great immune system, which I have two very weird stories about COVID. And I'm going to share with you after I talk about this. But the first shot I got, uh, this lady had to be like, you know, super pumped up to give me the shot. Because when she gave it to me in my arm, she stuck this thing so far, I thought she hit my bone. And not knowing how far you have to stick this thing in or how it works. I mean, literally, this lady jabbed this thing into my arm. Um, And that was probably the worst part of the shot, like, my arm was, you know, like, she got it way into the muscle, my arm was sore, I had a little knot on my arm, uh, but I didn't get a fever, I didn't get any chills, and matter of fact, after I got the shot, later on that night, I went and worked out, and I did a full, you know, body workout, you know, chest, arms, all of that, uh, legs, all of that, and I, I, you know, I, I didn't feel weak, I didn't, like I said, I didn't have a fever, didn't have chills, didn't have anything, so I was cool, so, but they say the first shot is the, the, the easy one. So they say, you know, you get the first shot, you might have a little symptoms, but, you know, you'll be cool. The second shot was supposedly the monster. So 28 days later, I go and I get my second shot, get a different guy, same place. Uh, this guy sticks the needle in my arm and it went so smooth. I didn't even realize if he actually stuck that needle in my arm kind of looked at him like are we done here and he was like yeah good he's putting the band-aid on boom so you know after you get the shot you got to wait 15 minutes to make sure that you don't have an allergic reaction wait my 15 minutes and I'm on my way so I'm heading on to the finish off the rest of my day I'm feeling my arm and I'm like I, I don't even know if this guy really gave me the vaccine because I don't feel nothing so I'm kind of concerned thinking I don't have the vaccine because you know there was some weird stuff that happened when he stuck it the needle fell off and then you know, just weird. Like I said, so about six hours after getting the shot, my arm started to stiffen up. Like you know, in the shoulder where they where they give it to you at, uh, not the shoulder, but you know your your deltoids. So he sticks it in there, and I'm starting to feel it six hours later. Six hours later, my arm's starting to stiffen up, and I'm like, okay, yeah, oh boy really did give it to me. I'm starting to feel it. Now, I got a little feverish. I'm not going to lie. I got a little feverish, kind of had a slight little headache, but nothing serious. Like, you know, I had people, you know, calling off and doing all kinds of weird stuff because they got it. And like I said, everybody's different and I, I, I may just be weird. I might have a strong pain tolerance or a strong immune system. So it didn't really affect me. And again, after I got off work that night, I went to the gym and did a full body workout, chest, arms, legs, and all of that. And I was perfectly fine. The only thing that I had was a sore, a sore injection site. My, you know, I had that little knot, you know, you just got to rub it to really work it into the muscle or whatever. But I was cool. Didn't have any uh, problems with it. The reason why I said I'm, I'm kind of weird, when my wife ended up getting it, the night that she caught it, uh, we laid in bed together. Uh, she was feverish. She was feeling sick. I laid in bed with her or whatever. I said, you know what? In the morning, I'll take you to get tested. So we go get tested in the morning, both of us. I come back negative. She comes back positive. Long car ride home, right? So we're putting on her mask. I'm putting on my mask. I I didn't think that it could happen to us. I didn't think that either one of us would catch it. Uh, She caught it. uh, She quarantined. I never caught it. Like I said, I took the car ride about... 20 minutes to the testing site with her, no mask. Slept in the same bed with her the night before, no mask. Uh never caught it. I had a coworker that I work with in tight quarters. Uh uh, this person caught it. Um and I never caught it. You know, this I was around this person, was sharing the same space with them, uh, very close quarters with this person, and just never caught COVID. So either I have a really strong immune system or I just have been a really lucky person. Uh, But I, I didn't catch COVID during this whole pandemic. So ultimately, like, I didn't really feel like I needed to get the vaccine. It wasn't do or die for me. But I mean, I'm one of these people that's like, you know, I'd rather side on the side of caution and make sure that, you know, I'm okay. and my family's okay and you know uh that we're just going to you know do our civil duty to make sure that you know that we're a good uh member of the community so that's the that's the real reason why I took it i i didn't really feel like for Uh, My sake that I really needed to have it Because, you know, I take all the precautions That they tell us to I wash my hands, I put my mask on I don't have a problem with a mask Now I know a lot of people say You're violating my right I don't have to wear I woke up in America And and, yeah, whatever I get it But we're in the middle of a pandemic And I get it Like, you know, I don't like wearing the mask either But if it's going to keep me and you safe I I wear it And after a while You don't even realize that you have it on And, you know now that we've been wearing a mask for a year now, it's really not even a big deal. So, you know, don't even really see the big deal about it. You know, some of the kids were wearing it as a fashion trend before COVID. So it's just weird now that, you know, it's a thing that people are really pushing back on it. The other reason why I got the uh, uh, the vaccine is, like I said, I like to travel. I want to travel uh with the least amount of resistance as possible. If I were go to your country, which we're going to Cabo this year, I want to go to Cabo. I want to get off the plane, I want to be able to get on the resort, I want to be able to chill. I want to come back from Cabo and come back into the United States and not have to quarantine for 7 to 10 days. That's important to me. You know, for somebody who has a 9 to 5 job and anybody who has PTO, you know, that PTO is gold, <laughs> you know, it's gold. So you don't want to waste PTO on something as silly as I didn't get vaccinated. So now the CDC recommends that I'm out of work for seven to 10 days. I just don't want to do it. Also, it gives like what I said, my wife has caught this junk and it gives her a peace of mind. It gives my kids a peace of mind that, you know what, we're all vaccinated. There's five of us in the house. Four of us are vaccinated. The fifth one isn't vaccinated because they're not giving kids under 16 the vaccine. And my daughter's 15. So soon as she's of age, I'm pretty sure we'll get her vaccinated. I think uh, Pfizer is actually working on uh, getting emergency approval for kids under 16. So she'll be able to be vaccinated soon as well. So when she's vaccinated, the whole family be vaccinated will be good. My personal opinion on it is I don't really think that there's anything wrong with it. Out of, uh, all the conspiracy theories uh, uh surrounding the vaccine and all the conspiracy theorists that are out there, you guys could chill I mean, there's millions of people in the United States that have been vaccinated, and uh, yes, there's allergic reactions, and yes, there's horror stories, and you know we all seen the one doctor that fainted on TV. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why people have these reactions. And uh, let's just be real. When you're vaccinating this many people, you're always going to see these type of allergic reactions or these type of reactions from people. You know, penicillin saves lives. It's an antibiotic that saves lives. It's used to treat all type of bacterial infections, but there's people that are allergic to it. The penicillin family can literally lay somebody out or put them in their grave, but it's also saved millions of people. I don't know where this uh, anti uh, vaxxer movement started or why it started, but you know we, as a country, as the world, almost had the measles eradicated, and all of a sudden we started having these people that are anti-vaccination, and they were like, "I'm not vaccinating my kids." And then the measles outbreak started breaking out again. So, like I said, you know, however you feel about the vaccine, that's cool. I'm, I'm not going to feel any type of way about you. You know what I'm saying? I just know I personally chose to get vaccinated and I have my reasons. You know what I'm saying? A lot of it comes from coming from a uh, family in the medical field. Uh, also because I believe in scientists because, you know, that's what they get paid to do. They research these things. And I believe that, uh, you know, they, they put something out for the general public for the good of the general public. Now I was one of those people in the front, uh, when these, these vaccines were being proposed, I was on the front line of saying like, uh, this is not enough time, uh, You know, normally when you get a drug that comes out, it takes years before it hits the market. And this vaccine came out in less than a year. Now, after doing some of the research, I realized that, you know what, uh, COVID has been around for a while. So, you know, this COVID-19, the novel version of it is new, but the coronavirus has been around for a while. If you don't believe me, grab a can of Lysol, turn it around and see what Lysol kills. And this was uh, the coronavirus has been listed on a Lysol can for years. So you know, scientists. And this is not anything new to scientists. They knew what they were dealing with. This is just a new strand of it. If you think about it from this perspective, uh, the cold, the not the cold, but the flu, comes in all different kinds. There was H1N1. There's influenza A and B. There's the swine flu. Uh, there's just, just been a bunch of different flus because they mutate and this is no different. So, you know, when, when they came out with a vaccine, I was kind of on the front line of things like saying, nah, I ain't going to take it cause it took too long. But when you think about that, every country was putting their resources in to curing this thing, it makes sense why it came out. It made sense when they said, hey, we're taking all the red tape out and we're making sure that we're getting this out to the general public so we could get back to normal. Now, I may revisit this podcast a year from now and say I was totally wrong. Like people might be dropping out dead or they might be becoming uh, uh not being able to have the ability to have kids because of it. It may cause cancer. I might end up uh on one of those commercials like did you take the COVID-19 shot in 2021? Well, you might be uh, uh, eligible for some compensation. That might be me, but that was a gamble that I was willing to take. Like I said, I think that the benefits far outweigh the negative, uh, the negative consequences that come with not taking it. My opinion again, Uh, but that's the reason why I got vaccinated. So, that's my spiel on the COVID-19 vaccination. Uh, if you feel any different, let me know. Uh, if I always like your opinion, so I, I welcome it. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm your host, William Andres, and this was another episode of Health, Wealth, and Sports.